Welcome to Not Only the State with me, National Core. Um, in today's episode, we want to continue the discussion on buying of a house. And uh, in the, f- the previous episode, we talked about, we, we began the discussions around what you need to check when you're buying a house. And we, we talked about two critical areas you need to check when buying a house, the history of the developer, and we talk about the project execution team. Uh, in today's episode, we want to talk about two other areas as well, uh, as we dissect this discussion on what you need to check when you're buying a house. Um, just to remind you that I've talked about this in depth in my book, uh, Don't Buy That House. Uh, you can get it online, you can get it on Nuria and uh, Rafu, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, in this, I've talked about in depth of what you need to check, the seven critical areas that I'm discussing in these uh, four episodes that you need to check when buying a house. So, still developer project execution team, very critical things that we looked out in the previous episode. And if you haven't listened to it, please find and listen to it. Very critical things you must check in the still developer and the projects team. Today, we want to talk about uh, approvals, statutory approvals, and the sale agreement. Those are the two critical things that you want to talk about that you must stick before buying a house. Now, let's begin with the construction approvals. And construction approvals, there are a number of them. Yeah, The law requires any project to have uh, an MLA license. Um, and then you, there's the county approvals. Then you have uh, the National Construction Authority approval. If a building is on a riparian or near a water reservoir area, the law requires that it must have a warm water resource management authority approval. Uh, if a building is on a flight path or next to an airport, the law requires that it must have the Kenya uh, Civil Aviation Authority approval. Uh, those are the construction approvals required under the law. And I want to look at them in depth on, on how you need to check that before you pay a penny to a project, how you verify that a project has the requisite approval because that is very important. Uh, if not, you will not have a remedy. I mean, in 2018, you saw the demolitions that are happening on repair and reserves. Uh, you saw how painful people lost their businesses. Yeah? And simply because a lot of those projects were not approved by the government. You've seen a lot of buildings going down, buildings collapsing, and authorities coming to say uh, time and again that these projects were not approved. Part of the critical documents you must have in your possession when buying a house are the statutory approvals. Those documents must be in your possession. So let's jump steady to it. So the first approval and uh, I need you to always check is uh, the county government. Every county government, the 47 of them, uh, it's under the law that uh, the Fiscal Planning Act that the county governments must approve drawings. Um, and usually it is the architectural drawings that are approved and the structural drawings. Those two drawings are always approved by, uh, must be approved by the county. I know in some counties they always ask also for mechanical electrical, although it's not a legal requirement. So architects approve drawings by the county, structural engineers approve drawings by the county. You must check that they're in your possession. All right. Uh, there are different systems for approving drawings at the counties. Um, I think Mombasa 
uh, Nairobi and Kiambu and I think Ajiado have the online system so you'll find a QR code like in Nairobi a QR code on drawings that you can scan to just verify authenticity of that drawing. Uh, other counties are on sale on hard copies so you'll find these blue drawings that you have. Please ask your, your, your lawyer or whatever it is as the developer to give you the county approved drawings of development. Alright? Number two is the change of use. Change of use. Now, let me elaborate this for you. Change of use is important because a number of plots in uh, that we do multi-dwellings, you'll find they were for single single dwelling units. Some you'll find were agricultural land. Uh, some will find were apartment land. So you want to do the developers doing a mixed use. You must get the change of use document. Yeah, the change of use is done at the county first. Then it proceeds to lands. So if this title was single dwelling, the developer is doing an apartment, you want a document that shows that the county has approved the change of use from single dwelling to apartment. It is important. Now, change of use comes before approvals by the county because the county always requires the change of use document to approve the county drawings. So it's a finish to start. Uh, the change of use must be finished before county approve approved drawings but i know sometimes in some, some counties they do it together so change of use document we call it ppa2 it's usually a pinkish form pinkish document ppa2 document you must have in your position that the developer uh obtained the requisite approval for change of use to do the project is doing that is the second document you must have change of use now after the county drawings are approved and you you, you can check this thing some of these things just Check them. You, 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 when you see the county drawings, normally they are stamped. Technical committee stamp, public health stamp. You'll find the, the engineer's department, fire department. You'll find a number of those stamps on the drawings. Look, I know we're in a country where some of these things can be forged. But please, at least, even if you are beyond, uh, just check that you tried to check and you, at least the drawing was there. Stamps were there, but stamps were fake. That's a better place to be rather than saying, I did not check. Right? Now, Change of use checked. Drawings are approved by the county checked. Next is NEMA. Alright? Depending on the size of the building, depending on the magnitude of the building, uh, NEMA approved buildings in two ways, depending on the risk of the building. There are some that will, if, if, if developer is doing 100 units and over, usually it requires a NEMA approval of, uh, we call it a full NEMA audit a full EIA they must do it on the newspaper and advertise and all those things so the bottom line is whether it is a big development or small NEMA must approve the development so ask for NEMA approval after checking that NEMA has approved development the next thing you need to check is uh, the National Construction Authority approval uh, NCA by law must register projects so every development uh, residential, commercial, whatever nature, must be registered by the authorities. And the authority issues a license that uh, shows it has been registered by NCA. So usually when a project is uh, on site or they have started construction, please check that uh, and ask them to. Ask them to give you the National Construction Authority license. Uh, the document that shows that NCA has gone through the project they have verified the consultants because NCA also checks the consultants, the contractor, and that is in place. 
that is uh, another proof you need to check. Another critical one is Warma. Now, whenever you're buying a building that um, you go to site and you see it's next to a river, it's next to a water catchment area, it's next to a lake, next to an ocean, the law requires the Water Resource Management Authority to issue uh, a license, what we call the Warma license, especially to deal with the riparian. That will de de define the riparian uh, reserve. Uh, riparian reserve usually defined in law between 4 meter to 30 meter. So you want to just check that uh, the development has warma license, that uh, the authority has approved and where the building is starting, essentially where the building needs to start. It is not being built on repair and reserve. So warma approval, very critical for you. Uh, lastly is the, is the Kenya Civil Aviation Authority, which most people forget that KCA requires is required to approve buildings that are around airports, that are around airstrips, yeah, that are around flight panels. There, there are certain uh, areas in this uh, around airports where you cannot do a certain height of buildings. So whenever you are buying a project around these kind of airstrips, airports, uh, please ask for the Kenya, C Kenya Civil Aviation Authority approval, approval letters, just to check that the height being built uh, is approved. Otherwise, you will buy into a project not approved by KCA. By the time the project is complete, it's being brought down. That is a very critical uh, approval that you must check. So those are the key approvals you, you, you need to check before you buy a development. Let me go through them again. Change of use by the county. Um, the county approved drawings, both architectural and structural drawings, right? Uh, NEMA, NEMA license, uh, National Environmental Management Authority license. WADMA, if the building is on a riparian reserve. National Construction Authority, all projects must be registered by them. Uh, the Kenya Civil Aviation Authority, all projects on airstrips, on flight funnels, those critical. Now, that is one aspect. So, so far we discussed three. History of developer, right? And uh, as project execution team in episode, the previous episode. Uh, we talk about the approvals, statutory approvals here. Now, let's talk about the sale agreement. Now, the sale agreement in my view, it's the most important document when you're buying a house. And, and, and I want you to take your time here. It, it's a very critical document that you must interrogate uh, with the toothpick when you are buying a house. Because this is the umbilical cord. This is the shackle. This is what ties you down. And the second critical things I want to mention about sale agreement that you must watch out for. And the things I'm going to mention are not things that the lawyers will tell you. The lawyer will not tell you. They are not your commas and full stops. They are not your 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 legal language in the sale agreement. No, there are certain things that requires you as a person, as a buyer, to know that sometimes the lawyers will miss. All right. So I want to go through certain aspects in the sale agreement that things that you must watch out for, that you must tick in the sale agreement before you buy a house. All right. Number one, check that the project. And the house is well captured in the sale agreement. I mean, it sounds so obvious, but I've been on projects where the sale agreement says house A2, all right, while on site is something else. Or the sale agreement says uh, you're buying a three bed, and yet you're buying a two bed, or you're buying a four bed. Just check that the project and the house in the sale agreement is well captured. The project details, the title number, the sale agreement. These things are obvious, but they're very critical. 
tick those, the house number, very important. The project title, it's very important. Who is selling? Sometimes you'll find, is the person selling the sale agreement the same as the person who owns the land? Those two things must tally. Whoever is selling for you the house must own the land. And most of the developers will tell you, no, no, we're in the process of transferring. If that is the case, please hold on until the transfer is done. All right? So check that the house and the project details are very well captured in the sale agreement. All right? The land status. The land registration status. All right? Very key. Very important. And I mentioned it previously briefly. Who is selling the land? Who is selling the development? Not the land. Who is selling the, the, the apartment? Is the person who sells the apartment similar to the person who owns the land? Most of the times, sometimes for the phone, de phone developers, you'll find they are not the same. Or they'll tell you, no, we're in the process of transfer. No, wait until the transfer is done. Because what if the transfer doesn't go through? So the name of the person in the sale agreement that is selling should tell you the person who owns the land. There's no two way around that. Do not buy into a property that do not own the land. The company that sells the house must be the company that owns the land. Those two must tell you. If there's a transfer ongoing or delaying, please, there's no hurry. Wait for that transfer to complete. Because I have witnessed projects where that transfer didn't complete. So there are disputes, comes, whatever it's family, whatever it is. You sold to X company, X company do not at, at that point don't own the land. The land is still with the previous owner. And, and then you're just in a, in a quagmire. Right? So always be patient to ensure if the transfer is not yet through, let the transfer go through so that you, whoever owns the land, must be the person selling. Right? Another thing important for the sale agreement is the duration of construction. This, a number of developers always want to leave it so open. Please just check it through again. That the duration of construction is well captured in the sale agreement. How long is the project being built? And please ensure there are not ridiculous clauses that allows that duration to be changed arbitrarily. Yes, as a project manager in construction, I know things happen. And things can come and change a lot the completion of a project. Yes, those things are allowed for, just like the, between the contractor and the developer, those eventualities are allowed for. But when this project needs to complete, should not be in doubt. And if there are things that will make it not be complete, those can be allowed for in the, in, in the sale agreement. Most sale agreements do not allow for these things. It is so, uh, it's so open. And developers play around with it a lot of the time. So just check that the duration of the project is well captured in the sale agreement. When is the project completing? When is it starting? When is it completing? After checking the duration of the project, the second part, in the, the, the third part you need to check is what I would talk, call the, the payment plan. And, and I want to elaborate something here. I am, I am pro milestone method of payments for houses. Um, and let me explain. A number of sale agreements requires buyers to sell to 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 make payments on a monthly basis. Now, the problem with monthly payments on on off plan, for example, is uh, is not pegged on progress. Yeah, and, and monthly payment has been the emblem from of pain and suffering for most buyers in this real estate market. 
Uh, monthly payments is not Paygo progress. You will pay on a monthly basis whether there is work going on or not. And 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 uh, rationally, when you'll find work is not going on, then you'll stop. And the developer will issue the notice telling you, listen, you're defaulting on payment, and yet there's no progress. And a num it's it's also an avenue that has made mess most developer developers get away with so much in calling people in real estate. So I am not always for monthly payments. Uh, I am always for milestones. Milestones payment is I pay you a deposit and we agree on milestones on this project for the next one year, one and a half years. So for example, it could be casting ground floor, casting first floor, it could be windows, could be tiling as milestones on the development. And when the developer does those milestones, then I make the payment. You realize that if uh, in this case, there's, there's sort of some bulletproof that if, if the developer stops, then I've only paid for what is done up to that point. That is what I prefer. Milestone payment is my preferential payment. And if a developer is very honest about completing the project, they should not have a problem with this. Monthly payments will give you problems every day. Yeah, especially when developer is not making good progress uh, on site. They will expect you to pay whether there's progress or not. And when you default in paying, when you refuse to pay, they'll be the first to give you a letter of default or payment. All right. So just check the payment details. How, how is it structured? Um, the, the deposit payment, the advance payment, whatever it is you're paying, you're paying. And then structure the balance if, if possible. Structure it based on milestone payments. Agree on 10 milestones for, two, for 10 years, for one year of 14 milestones for the 14 months and the developer need to reach those milestones before you make the payments uh that in the sale agreement it's it's a very safer way for buyers to ensure that whatever you're paying for on the project is what needs to be paid for and then the developer has built that effect so that's another critical area to check then uh there's the occupation of the house now here i need to be i need you to be careful uh the law requires, there are two documents I need you to, to master. There is the architect certificate of practical completion, and then there is the occupation certificate. The architect certificate of practical completion signifies that the project is complete for the developer and the contractor. So, issues the certificate. And then there is the occupation license now issued by the county. As much as possible in the seller agreement, Please peg the last payment on occupation certificate. Most developers will want it pegged on the architect certificate of practical completion and not occupation. Now, this is a risk. If it's pegged on the architect certificate, what if it doesn't get the occupation? You understand my point? And that is the risk that you, you risk running into. Yeah? Let this house be practically complete, yes but also certified by the county as with an occupation certificate that is habitable under the law for you to make the last payment. So the last payment on the project needs to be on certificate of occupation by the county. That is very important. Also, uh, ensure that those two documents are well captured in the sale agreement. A number of times, they tend to, they tend to, to conflate the two. Uh, deliberately for most developers because they know most buyers do not understand so they mix up the two and most and most uh, buyers end up um, making all the payments and all necessary payments with the certificate of the actual certificate of product completion and forgetting about the occupation remember even after that there is a defects period yeah there's a defects period that's supposed to be 
coming up, six months and law, that the developer with the contractor needs to be responsible for all the defects. So that is another part that you need to really check in the sale agreement, that the access certificate of practical completion marries with the occupation certificate and as much as possible make the last payment when the county has issued the occupation license. That's when the last payment needs to come. Do not make it on this because what happens sometimes is this, uh, this certificate of architect's uh, completion sometimes can be issued prematurely. When a developer pegs the last payment of buyers on the architect certificate of project completion, sometimes because on this one he has control, he pays the, uh, the architect, he pays the contractor, he, he who uh, pays the piper calls the shot. So it can be issued prematurely. If the payments are paid on it and the developer runs out of cash, he can tell the architect, and I've seen it in many projects, this is practically complete, give a certificate of practical completion. And the architect, because of ethics issues, will issue it. All right? And yet the project is not practically complete. And then you make your final payments on a project that practically is not complete. All right? So I am against the issue of making the payment on the architect's strategic project completion. Make it on the occupation. Occupation, at least you are sure, there's a third party uh, that's coming to check. So yes, there's a risk of corruption, yes. But at least have the comfort that the county have checked and they've given certificate of occupation. That should be the point you make your last payment for this project. So check that in the sale agreement. As much as possible, verify, verify, verify that. Then there's, there's what I would call hidden costs in the sale agreement. There, there are a lot of areas in the sale agreement that developers hide costs for buyers. And sometimes they seem so small, they seem so minute, uh, that you don't feel them. You don't feel them. I mean, I've seen, I've seen sale agreements where developers are charging for water meter, a power meter. And I had a run in with, with, with one lawyer sometimes when I was representing a buyer. Uh, and, and I asked, I asked the lawyer, what is a house? By definition, what is a house? Because a house must have a meter. It must have a meter, it must have power meter and, and water meter. But you'll find the certain cost, the certain cost that uh, developers hide in the sale agreement. Yeah, water meter, power meter. I've seen some developers charging for occupation license. You can imagine. I bought a house for 10 million. I mean, what, what is buying a house? It means I will have occupation. Yeah? And for heaven's sakes, a lot of counties, when you pay for approval, uh, county approvals, you pay plus occupation. But they still charge you some fee on, on the sale agreements. So there's a lot of some hidden costs in sale agreements. And sometimes they look so small, 5,000, 10,000. But if you extrapolate it on 100, 100 units, 200 units, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So... Just check the sale agreement that there are no hidden costs in the sale agreement. There are, the costs that are there are things that really needs to be there and there's nothing you're being charged extra than what you've already paid for. Because a house will come complete. A house will come with power. A house will come with water. A house will come with occupation. There's nothing else someone else will charge you outside that. Legal fees, yes. Those are things that are standard for charging. So check that there are no hidden costs. The last thing in the sale agreement is check the defects liability period. Between handing over for you the house, the developer needs to be responsible for six months of defects in the project. All right? Now, 
you must understand that that defect period starts when the architect issues the certificate of practical completion, not occupation. All right? So the day the architect signifies to the team through the license, the certificate of practical completion, six months starts from there. Six months period with which the contractor is responsible for rectifying defects on your, on your house. Now, I will say in the sale agreement, make it explicit in the sale agreement that the developer needs to notify you as a buyer when the architect issues certificate of practical completion. That email needs to come to you. Because, trust me, if, if you come three months after that period, you only have three months left. If you come six months after that period, you have zero time left. It doesn't matter. The contractor will be out of sight. He will not be responsible. And you'll begin to rectify a lot of your defects with your money. So there has to be, the sale agreement needs to be explicit. Yeah, It needs to be very clear that the developer must notify you when that certificate, architect certificate or product completion has been issued because that contractual is what signifies the start of the defects period. Not this occupation. Not the occupation license. So, Make those adjustments the sale agreement. Very important for you. Very important for you. So, in the sale agreement, please, let me just come through it again. Check those key important things. The, the, the project and the house, well captured. Check that uh, the duration of construction is well, well, well stipulated. All right? Check uh, the, the land issues. Who is selling that they own the land? correct name, correct title. Check all those critical things. The house payment plan. If possible, have it on milestone, not monthly. Check the occupation uh, licenses. Check the hidden cost of the project. Those two, those things are critical for you to tick in the sale agreement. So, project sector approvals, interrogation of sale agreement in this episode. Very important things to tick before you buy a house. Thank you.